George said, Let's go up the river. He said we should have fresh air, exercise and quiet. The constant change of scene would occupy our minds, including what there was of Harris's, and the hard work would give us a good appetite and make us sleep well. Harris said he didn't think George ought to do anything that would have a tendency to make him sleepier than he always was, as it might be dangerous. He said he didn't very well understand how George was going to sleep any more than he did now, seeing that there were only twenty-four hours in each day, summer and winter alike, but thought that if he did sleep any more, he might just as well be dead and so save his board and lodging. Harris said, however, that the river would suit him to a tea. I don't know what a tea is, except a sixpenny one, which includes bread and butter and cake ad lib, and is cheap at the price if you haven't had any dinner. It seems to suit everybody, however, which is greatly to its credit. It suited me to a tea, too, and Harris and I both said it was a good idea of George's, and we said it in a tone that seemed somehow to imply that we were surprised that George should have come out so sensible. The only one who was not struck with the suggestion was Montmorency. He never did care for the river, did Montmorency. It's all very well for you fellows, he says. You like it, but I don't. There's nothing for me to do. Scenery is not in my line and I don't smoke. If I see a rat, you won't stop, and if I go to sleep, you get fooling about with the boat and slop me overboard. If you ask me, I call the whole thing bally foolishness. We were three to one, however, and the motion was carried.